الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته and a warm welcome to another edition of Revival in Motion it's our weekly program where our series for this year has been back to basics. We've been going back to basics, revisiting, relearning, reminding ourselves and also bringing along with us on the journey many of our sisters and brothers who may be new to Islam, who may have embraced Islam recently, who are thinking of becoming Muslim or are coming back to practicing Islam. So our listeners are on a, everyone is on a different part of their journey and on this journey it's so important that we go back to the basics regularly and our guest today is no stranger to the airwaves of radio islam she always brings to our program such valuable gems of islam to remind us and to help us get that and set that into practice it's such an honor to have with us on the program today muallima ecd educator and the chairperson of the porky islamic center preschool muallima fazila chiwela assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh muallima and welcome to radio islam wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh indeed it is an honor a privilege and I thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this opportunity to be able to share my knowledge on Radio Islam and I'm really, really happy to do that. How are you, Al- sister? Alhamdulillah bakhayr mu'allima. How is everything on your side? How is everything in your community been? Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Everything is a blessing from Allah. Uh, in my community, we've been facing a lot of load shedding since after mm. the World Cup went back to normal. And I'm just lucky today I could actually get my um, my phone charged and have lights to actually be able to be online. And also with regards to what is happening, we just, you know, really affected um, about what is happening around the world and especially in uh, Palestine, what we see there, you know, it affects our daily lives as Muslims. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, yes, indeed. And we make dua asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant plenty of ease and relief and victory and shifa um, for our brothers and sisters in Palestine. And that um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala helps us as the ummah who are collectively experiencing this as a test and for us to come closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ultimately through this test, inshallah. Um, Malima, we know that our deen, Islam, is so complete, comprehensive, and perfect in every way possible. And I'm wondering if we could start off today by, and get this conversation going by us understanding why is it important for us to pay attention to the adab of what we do on a daily basis, please. Um, uh, I make dua that whatever I'm going to share today will be of benefit and a reminder to myself and to the listeners as well. Uh, that, that is such a beautiful question. Very, very beautiful and crucial question. 
uh, we need to understand that as um, as Muslims, um, we follow a religion that is a way of life. It's not just a religion. Mm-hmm. And Islam itself revolves around um, manners, good character, good conduct. And we need to understand that everything we do requires a certain type of um, modest conduct. Because that is like precisely what beautifies any action that we do. Uh, we don't just do things according to how we feel or how we like or, um, you know, we have been thought of how to do things in a very modest, um, proper, if I should use the word, and the good conduct of doing things, be it you are sleeping, you are talking, you are eating, you're waking up, you're using the bathroom, mm. everything revolves around good character, good conduct, and there are certain and specific ways of doing um, uh, everything in Islam, especially when it comes to the topic of eating and drinking, of what we, of what we are talking about today. Um, it is very important that we do not forget that if we neglect that, it's like we've neglected a part of our religion. We've neglected a part of worship. So um, uh, today I'm going to be highlighting and also um, emphasizing and also reminding uh, our listeners and myself as well on how to do it uh, properly, inshallah. Inshallah, inshallah. So, yes, let's look then at the etiquette of eating and drinking. And if we could start just with the basics, and that is, can we perhaps with your review today, what is the sunnah when it comes to eating um, as well as drinking? What what would those sunnahs be? Please remind us. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. I'm going to be um, touching on just a few today although there is quite a lot the list is endless and you know we can go on for the whole day in discussing but today i'm just gonna um just touch on a few right so we look at um the word sunnah and we need to understand what uh, does it mean this is um the word sunnah it uh, means like the actions the the characteristics of our Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, you know, we call them what he did, how he how he he did it, and also the specific way he did it. That is called the Sunnah. So today, based on the topic, we're going to start off with the Sunnah of saying the name of Allah or reciting the dua before eating and uh, the dua before drinking. Remember the food is a form of a blessing and food is a form of um a blessing that other people don't actually get to have as we know how the society is so remembering allah before you eat it and thanking him for providing you with a meal is very important and this is how the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam taught us that 
before we eat and to put barakah in our food, it is very, very critical and important that we should always recite the dua before eating. The next sunnah will be to eat using our right hand. This is also something that we normally uh, forget or maybe neglect, but this is how the Prophet wasallam always ate and always drank. Even when drinking, he would use his right hand and drink because this is how we normally um, use, when we use the right hand, it is normally um, a sign of uh, barakah, a sign of blessing as well, because the left hand, we normally use it for cleaning ourselves in the bathroom. And as we know, no, the, the left hand is a hand that shaitan uses. So the right hand is the best hand, and it is what Prophet wasallam used to eat. And when it comes to drinking, um, the third sunnah would be to remember that when drinking, one shouldn't avoid standing and sit down. And also avoid drinking water in one gulp. Mm. Um, this has so many benefits, spiritually and also physically. Because drinking in uh, one gulp normally leaves one a stomach in a bit of you know constipation, or maybe it would give you like stomach cramps. But if you drink in three gulps, you know at least you leave space for breathing, space for, you know, at least making sure that the water goes down the right, you know, down the throat, and it does not um, choke you or whatsoever might happen. So it's very important to remember that when drinking, we don't just gobble up in one cup. It is important to sit down and sit up straight, make sure that you're, you're not leaning or maybe lying down and try to drink using your right hand, remember all the time, and also drinking in three cups. And then um, the other sunnah would be eating on the floor, like sitting down. Um, also, again, this has benefits in spirituality and also physically. Although the, you know, in the world that we live in, we normally have our dining tables, our, you know, we sit, but, the Prophet وسلم, used to eat sitting on the floor. Mm-hmm. And in this manner, it is like um, a humbling manner. Mm-hmm. Remember, when you sit down, you like humble yourselves. And uh, scientifically, if you're sitting down, uh, you're not going to eat. Like It, it, it limits... Um, what should I say? It limits overeating automatically. You know, you you start eating slowly and you eat at a pace which is much more uh, controllable than when when one is sitting on a you know on a chair or something. So mm-hmm. sitting down, you know, it it like promotes the equality as well of everybody. Because when we're sitting on dining tables, say we normally have maybe the maybe the bigger chair or the chair at the end is for maybe your my dad my or whoever but when we all sitting down it kind of brings the unity the equality 
uh, of everybody and the humbleness of you know everybody in the house regardless of the age and status and whatsoever and just maybe i'd say this is the last one when it comes to the sunnah although it's not the last on the list but uh, as a point i just to close it's um avoid wasting food mm. subhanallah this is like something that you know not only in islam um it's a sunnah but it's something that's like a golden rule in life avoid wasting food we living in times where food is actually at its high price prices buying some food can be you know quite a very expensive thing so the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam did not waste food you know so instead of uh, having a necessary list of um, or items that we buy in our you know grocery list it is very important that we only buy things that we require you know mm. that we require to eat or things that we know that this will last me from uh, maybe this date up to that date because sometimes we overspend and then mm. before you know it you open your fridge you had one um, maybe yogurt or cheese and the date is now over, it's expired and you haven't even used it so that is uh, some kind of another way that people normally don't actually realize that it's part of it's kind of wasting food because normally people would think that wasting food means you you, you know you um you eat and then you don't finish of course it is but also overspending and buying things that you really not going to use it's also part of a big way that in this life we normally waste food and remember the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam did not waste or discard food at all uh and i hope that um or just to add on on wasting food it's very important say if one buys food um like i said you can uh, always double check on the dates and see maybe it still has maybe a few dates and if you know that you're not going to use it i think it would be better if you can give it away while it's still in its best condition to avoid you know the act of wasting it mm-hmm. um i can go on but yeah that be my last um, reminder when it comes to the sunnah and inshallah um i hope that the listeners have benefited as well as myself inshallah most definitely it's been so enlightening though, for those reminders definitely i i want to take up for continue with that topic that you have Malima. you know we all love food um many of us may call ourselves foodies uh, when it comes to food uh, how can we then eat to live and not live to eat. I love how you brought in the aspect of us being either wasteful or extravagant. And perhaps you, if you could share some more on that with us. What do we need to do to be coming from a space where we are eating to live and not living to eat? Uh bismillahirrahmanirrahim. That is also a very beautiful question and I like the the cliche live to eat and not am I saying it right? eat to live and not live to eat. I love it. Yeah. It's really yeah. catchy exactly. Mm. Um with this as well, um, I would um love to use some hadith from um, our prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam to actually uh bring out some important points that you know we should learn from. Uh there's a there's a hadith that um, was stated 
the Prophet said, Son of Adam fills no worse vessel than his stomach. It is sufficient for son of Adam to eat a few mouthfuls to keep his spine straight. But if he must fill it, then one third of food, one third for drink, and one third for air. So in this, we understand the importance of, you know, um, how to eat again. And it emphasizes on the, on, on the, you know, the the equation of one should actually calculate, uh, you know, like, you know, when you do like uh, math and you divide and, and you do an equation of sharing, you know, so with your, st- with your stomach, you can actually uh, calculate it this way. You make it like, you know, when you have like a, a circle uh-huh. and you have three and you divide the circle into like three segments can maybe cut it like pizza away and then you know okay this is one this is one this is one so like it stated one triangle should be filled with food and the other triangle should be filled with water and the other one should be filled with air so this balances the digestion system you know that we're not only gobbling and eating and then uh, there's a whole lot of food and then maybe a small amount of water and then you can't even breathe because there's no space. Because remember, within the Hadith, I th- uh, it does mention that you should eat to be able to keep your spine straight. And one should remember overeating, it kind of gives you that weak and lazy feeling of, you know, I want to sleep, I want to do this. And and this is not a good way of um, living, physically, spiritually as well. Because remember, we always need to be in a physical, um, healthy way in order for us to perform our worshiping acts, our salah. So imagine if you fill your stomach with food, how... Will it be, um, you know, easier, or you're making it difficult for you for you to actually um, be able to stand up straight for salah? Say you ate before um, maghrib, and now your stomach is full. You know, yeah. so overeating is one of uh, um, a habit that people enjoy. That something I'm going to eat, and after eating, I'm going to sleep. And this is another sign of live to eat. You just live to eat. You wake up, you want to eat. You don't want to do anything else, which is a bad, very, very bad habit that people should actually need to stay away from. And always remember that your stomach should have a portion of food, a portion of drink, and a portion of air. Air means space for the digestion to actually happen in a healthy manner. And then um, it is also... Uh, stated in another hadith that um, one should um, eat when uh, when hungry, you know. So in this day in life, we normally have snacks everywhere or we have food that we can easily make access to even if we're not hungry, you know. So this is somehow overeating as well and also wasteful because 
and it becomes a bad habit. You just wake up from your kitchen, you just come and you see, oh, here's something. You're not even hungry for it, or you're not even... So the blessing of the food is not actually felt because you're just eating it to to maintain your habit. You're not eating it because mm. you're hungry or you need it. Um, and in another hadith as well, that maybe this can be my last hadith because I, I do have quite a few, but... Um, there's one hadith where the Prophet ﷺ said, I warn you of excessive eating as it is harmful for the body, causes illness, and causes sludginess towards worshipping. I think I did mention that on the first point. And this is also, you know, another reminder of what overeating actually causes. It causes a lot of illnesses. It causes a lot of, you know, uh, difficulty when it comes to performing your your any chores or worshiping you know acts because you're feeling uncomfortable and this is something that we seriously need to take into um, account when it comes to um, such um, ways of you know excessive eating. Yep, I think that can be my last point. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Silent point. Lots for us to think about, definitely. So our next question takes us to um, the healing properties of foods, because we know that the Quran Karim talks about foods that have healing properties. And at the time that this program will air in the midst of the summer holidays, lots of wonderful fruits and vegetables available, family home for more family time. Mu'alima uh, Fazira, perhaps if you could take us through a bit of that, uh, the Quran in terms of talking about foods that have healing properties, which foods are mentioned in the Quran? And with this, in regards to this, um, Bismillah Rahman Rahim. Um, that's also a very beautiful question. And today, I've actually had to make a top five of the um, healthy foods that are mentioned in the Quran and Kareem. Uh, the first would be uh, bananas. Mm. Bananas are mentioned in the Quran in Surah Al-Waqiyah, which is uh, chapter 56, from verse 27 to 33. Uh, the Quran tells us um, in these verses that, um, and the people of the right, how blessed will they be? They will be amid thornless loaded trees, clusters of bananas, extended shade, flowing water, abundant fruit, never out of season nor forbidden this, these are, this is the part of the verse the Quran makes you know general mention of food being eaten in paradise and it tells us and it makes specific uh, mention of uh, bananas and bananas are a great addition to our breakfast, our morning snacks, you know, because they are, you know, high in uh, vitamin B and they have also a lot of uh, potassium, which is very much needed for a balanced uh, function for our immune system, our nerve function and help keep muscle and bone working properly. Alhamdulillah. And then our second would be the olive. 
Olives are my favorite. I love olives. And in Surah Al-Mu'minun, which is chapter 23, and in verse 20, the Quran tells us of the following verse. As well as olive trees which grow at Mount Sinai, providing oil and condiment to eat, and a condiment to eat. If you recall uh, quite carefully, or if you, you know, um, maybe uh, have, have a list of the food that the Prophet ﷺ loved, so olives were a part of, you know, the Sunnah food. Wow. And a lot of uh, uh, ingredients of preparing any healthy food would require one and to actually use olive oil or even olives in, in our diet. Wow. And uh, olives also have, you know, the necessary or important uh, acids, you know, the, the fat acids that are great for our heart and brain function. You know, and they have also an um, what we call an uh, antioxidant properties, which is also good for your immune system. Subhanallah. And then our third would be uh, pomegranates. This is one fruit that you know we normally forget about. I normally, when I go shopping, I normally forget about uh, pomegranate. But the Quran makes mention of pomegranate in a very beautiful way in surah ar-rahman which is chapter 55 and the verse is verse 68 the quran speaks of two gardens of paradise and tells us in both will be fruit palm trees and pomegranates mm -hmm. subhanallah pomegranates are really high in vitamin c which is important for many functions in the body. Vitamin C plays a role in collagen formation, for maintaining muscle, formation of bone and skin, as well as being a key player in iron absorption and more. SubhanAllah. And the juice from this fruit has become very popular. However, the best way to enjoy it is by eating the fruit itself. Mm -hmm. My fourth will be grapes. And also in Surah Al Mu'minun, chapter 23, verse 19 and 20, the Quran tells us with it we produce for you gardens of palm trees and grapevines, in which they are abundant fruits and from which you may eat. SubhanAllah. Mm -hmm. Grapes are really popular for their high um, content, especially in antioxidant. Grapes contain a lot of beneficial in um, in a lot of um, you know vitamins, which are very active, especially when it comes to um, fighting cancer properties. So a lot of studies show that eating of grapes might help one prevent, you know, um, cancer or help fight cancer. Subhanallah. So this fruit has, you know, so much in it, so much, so much. And it also, um, it's also a fruit that has also a lot of um, oxidative and a lot of antioxidant benefits as well. 
And then my last list on my top five will be the fig. Fig. Mm-hmm. Um, which we have, you know, like a whole chapter, an entire chapter, uh, which is Surah Adin, chapter 95. It's named after the whole chapter, it's named after the, the fruit, by the seed and the olives. So Allah swears and says, Wasini was they So scientifically, figs are really high in fiber, which helps maintain healthy blood sugar levels and cholesterol levels. Figs also contain magnesium, a mineral in the body that plays a key role in bone health and energy balance. So that's my top five. There's a whole lot. The list is endless. Quite a bit. I've just had to make it um, into the top five. MashaAllah. That's beautiful. Such wonderful reminders. And and to get us all to include these items, if we're able to, uh, as best we can, onto our next grocery list, MashaAllah. Um, you know, we're talking more, Malima, about etiquette. So, so if we could take our focus back, back to that for a moment. Um, when, it, when it comes to Muslims, what are some of the etiquettes of eating that you notice we are forgetting about or that we are becoming neglectful about? Alhamdulillahirrahmanirrahim. Uh, that is a very, very, very uh, beautiful question. And it is a question that, you know, is very important to talk about, but especially um, in the times that we live in. Right. So when it comes to forgetting, mankind, we are just, you know, naturally good in forgetting. So I hope what I'm going to say today benefits myself and the listeners as well but um if you remember i did speak about uh, um the best way of you know uh, the proper way of drinking you know when you drink water or maybe milk it is very important that um we drink in a certain way and a lot of us have really forgotten that um the sunnah of drinking in three gulps you know, we normally come back from uh, maybe our daily exercise or we're really extremely thirsty and we just have our bottle of water and you just want to, in one shot, you want to, you know, have the water down your throat. So the Prophet mm-hmm. said, do not drink in one breath, just as, just as the camel does, rather Drink twice and thrice and mention Allah's name before drinking and thank him upon finishing. This is in this is a hadith. So this is a reminder and it is something that a lot of people have forgotten. How important it is that when we drink something we should first remember to say Bismillah. And mm. when you drink you drink the first portion after that, you still say Bismillah, Alhamdulillah, because it's still, you're still carrying on. So it's very important that we remember this sunnah. It's very, very important. Teach it to our kids as well, because normally even kids, they, when they really thirsty, they just want to, you know, drink everything up. And then after that, you know, they want to make that 
mentally bad after because the stomach mm-hmm. is full. So it's mm-hmm. very important that that we, you know, we teach our kids as well. And then the next one would be um, the next reminder would be let um, don't say yak or maybe don't say don't criticize the food. And mm. Sister Hannah, this is something that we forgot. You know, we it's it's something that we we totally have you know neglected. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a hadith upon this. Uh, um, Abu Huraira reported the Messenger of Allah Subhanahu wa ta- the Messenger of Allah uh, Subhanahu wa Taala. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would never complain about food. If he liked something, he would eat it. If he disliked it, he would leave it. Mm. And this is something that has been forgotten. And it has been made like normal to like, oh, I don't like this. Oh, it's not nice. Mm-hmm. And I want to share something that even um, it has maybe a lot of people don't actually uh considered or look at it as a way of um say criticizing the food you know when you go to maybe um, a holiday or vacation or whatever you normally would do like your booking online and maybe you want to see which you know um accommodation or restaurant whatever you want to eat uh yeah. normally people would go like okay how many stars does it have is it a five star is it a two star is it a three you know what I mean mm-hmm. and this is a way that if you look at it it's kind of especially with the restaurants if, if, if it's a one star or two star people kind of like ah the food is not nice we are kind of falling into the forgetting or the, the negligence of what food mm. you know and I would like to really uh, uh, sincerely um, you know remind myself and, and, and uh, the listeners as well that this is something that we need to remind ourselves that food should never be criticized. And mm. again, I will stress on uh, on teaching our kids because today we forget when the child says, "Mommy, I don't like this," and we say, "No, no, it's okay. She shouldn't eat. She doesn't like it." Make this is something that we need to, you know, to to bring and make sure that we, you know, we never do it. We, we mm. appreciate, we accept, and we're happy. We're really happy. If you don't like it, you don't have to say, oh, I hate this, oh, yucky, or whatever. Even to your kids, please let us always remember, criticizing food is, you know, like you are, you are, um, you are like, you're not happy, or you are not thanking Allah for the barakah that he has given you. Mm. And then another, will be of uh, uh, licking your fingers you know this this is something that we also have forgotten because why we've fallen into you know the modest way or maybe the new way of eating with fork and knives and we don't actually eat using our fingers or using our hands Hmm. And if so, we eat using our hands. We we feel disgusted when we lick our fingers. You know, hmm. we just quick to say, ah, 
let me just quickly wash my fingers, even when they still have some crumbs or some food on it, that, you, that, that is still clean to eat and lick, but we just want to quickly go and, you know, um, get rid and make sure our hands are back to, you know, this is something that we need to remedy sooner, licking your hands, making sure it's clean, and then of course washing your hands, of course. Hmm. But um, highly important licking and making sure that there's no food or any um, kind of crumb that is still stuck on your food before you go wash it. Because in that, you are still thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the barakah of food that he has given you. Uh, the list I can go on, but this is my top three for today. And inshallah, this has benefited myself and the listeners as well. I mean, I mean, definitely very beneficial. We all need these reminders. Um, and, and talking about that, Malima, um, when it comes to our youth, many of whom are on holiday at the moment now, uh, they may be on school and madrasa break. If you had a message for our youth, what would your advice to them be? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Uh, my message and my sincere advice to the youth would be you are the company that you keep because mm -hmm. this is something that I hold close to my heart on a very personal level and I feel that living you know in today's times it's quite very tricky where people want to fit in especially you know use they want to fit in and they think everything is okay because everybody's doing it you know so and they're not told that you are the company that you keep like if you want to know um what kind of a person your daughter or your son is look at the company they keep look at let them show you your friends then you would know that is for parents um, and for the youth, they need to understand that keeping people that you just think, ah, okay, no, uh, you know, I'm just being with them, but I'm not, uh, I'm not like them. You only, you know, lying to yourself, but you are, you are the company that you keep, you know. Mm -hmm. So choosing friends, it's a very, very, very important thing that the youth needs to know today, that when you make a choice of who you want to bring close it needs to be somebody that will you know be of what you want to be of what you are you know and as muslims i would say and i would emphasize that choose a friend that will always remember remind you of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because as Muslims, we need to understand that if a friend does not remind you of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then there's no benefit in that friendship. Mm. So for the youth today, I'll just keep it very short and sincere. That be very careful on whom you interact with, whom you call your best friend, and whom you hang out with if you're not in the company of your family or your present business. Whatever they do, whatever they like, you might fall into the trap or the same thing. Mm. Absolutely. Such important advice for our youth and for all of us 
to really look into who are our friends, who do we call our friends, who do we surround ourselves with. Malima has always given us such precious gems. You've got us really thinking, reflecting, and given us practical steps on how to implement all of these gems. Jazakumullah khairan. May Allah reward you abundantly. It's been such a pleasure having you with us today and also earlier in the year. And we want to take that opportunity to thank you for always your time, your commitment in your research for coming and sharing with us and our listeners mm. on the program mm. it is so beneficial it's always a pleasure it is a privilege i'm really really honored to be a guest on radio islam assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and on our program today, we heard from Muallima Fazila Chiwele, the ECD educator and the chairperson of Purki Islamic Center Preschool, today on the topic of etiquette of eating. Muallima took us through what the etiquette is when it comes to eating and drinking, um, also more about the healing properties of foods in the Quran. That was fascinating. And when it comes to food, how can we eat to live and not live? to eat. Mualima also shared some precious advice to our youth on the program and the program will be up on a podcast as well so you can play back and listen to it inshallah. That brings us to the close of this week's edition of the program and until we meet you next week, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.